Welcome back to episode four of the Last Burn podcast. As always, you can follow us on iTunes at the Last Burn and on Twitter at the Last Burn. We're going to jump right in with some NFL action. Most impressive mo of the week, guys, has to be Aaron Rodgers. Gets the ball back. Minute 13 seconds left, drives right down the field, drops his shoulder, lets him know who the best quarterback in the NFL is right now, and then finishes off with that back shoulder fade to beat the Dallas Cowboys in not Jerry's world, Rogers world. All right, that's what that new stadium is called. All right, it is Rogers world. That is his place now. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard not to give that to Aaron Rodgers, but if I was to be different, I'd say Earl Thomas because. He made two game-saving game plays that basically won the game for his team. He stopped Todd Gurley at the one. The ball came out of his hands. It ended up being a touchback. And he also had a pick. He just proves that, in my opinion, he's the best safety of this generation, and he should be in the Hall of Fame. Has to be first ballot Hall of Fame for Earl Thomas. Absolutely. The way he flies around, gets to the ball, make, makes plays. And for him to come back from the injury that he had last year. And still play at the high level he's playing. And still playing at the level he's playing. You see Honey Badger, he had those injuries, and he's not the same player. No, absolutely. Earl's still. DJ. Earl Thomas is great, uh, but I... As my heart is broken for the third time in the last three years, Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, uh, I just... uh, just, I knew it was going to be too much time. Dak definitely played his best game of the year. Um, just dueling with Rodgers once again, but coming up short because they once again left too much time left on the clock. Two times in a row this happened. The only thing left I have, the only thing I have left to say is Jordan Lewis. Why didn't you just catch that ball the first time? My question is, I know this is um, Madden talk, as some people would say. Do you want Dak to go in that early? Uh, I mean, personally, I feel like you can't decide. You you have to take the touchdown. I know that was some of the conversation that was, you know, should have should Dak have sl- um, slid down on the ground to kind of choose some more time. But then the argument is, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee you're scoring right. a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, it, it is Madden talk because I mean, the only thing I disagree with is that first down play. They had a one on one with Dez that they liked, and they took it, and it was incomplete. Mm-hmm. They could have so, ran, ran, ran Zeke or something, yeah. get five yards, and then you do the run, and the next thing you know, there's like 40 seconds left. You know, that's my only problem. And with new things coming out about about Zeke, you know, that loss could eventually be big down the stretch. Six games without it's gonna him. It's going to be big. <laughs> Absolutely, my overachiever of the week, guys, the Jacksonville Jaguars. This team goes into Pittsburgh, gets a it's a big win, but honestly, I'm not sold on any team that their starting quarterback is still Blake Bortles. Blake All right. At the end, at the end of the day, Blake Bortles is your quarterback, and you can only go as far as your best quarterback, regardless of how great that defense is, the defensive front, the secondary they have. Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye might be playing as good of a cornerback combo in the NFL, yeah. even up there with Chris Harrison to keep to leave in Denver. Um, these guys are are talented, but I just don't think that the Jags can achieve what they want to with Blake Bortles at quarterback. Yeah, I can I can see that overall as a team. I feel like their their past defense performance was not overachieving. There was a real deal, as you said. Their two corners are spectacular, but yeah, I feel like that that game had a lot to do with Big Ben's decline, which has been evident since last year. It's just more evident now, and. If I was to say one, it'd probably have to be Jags as well. Here's my thing about Jags this past week. They had 21 second-half plays. 
19 runs. 19 runs in the second half. I mean, this team, you know what they're going to do. And I just think Pittsburgh dropped the ball on this one. I think it does start. They have already been the worst starting quarterback in the league. So oh. it's kind of hard to trust them. Absolutely. Right, and it's it's basically the Vikings all over again when AP was in his prime. I mean, you got Fournette, and I mean, you even got Ivory and TJ Yeldon still waiting in the wings too. So it's just a team that's run balanced defense. And big shout-out to Barry Church, former Cowboy, getting a pick six. That's right. That's right, Barry Church. All right, bust of the week. I think this might be – let's just agree with everyone. Big Ben. Big Ben, definitely. Big Ben. All right. So we don't have to dive into that much, but we'll jump into my first topic, which kind of ties into Big Ben. Who's the best quarterback for the 2004 draft class? That's – you have Ben, Rivers, Eli, you know? Mm. Ben and Eli each have two rings apiece. Rivers has zero. Legacy-wise, Big Ben. But if I had to pick one, I'd go with Rivers. That's what I put down on my notes right here. Career, legacy-wise, it's it's got to be Big Ben now. Right. He's got those. He's got the. He's going to be first ballot. Eli's probably going to be first ballot as well. Where Rivers might, he might be. He might struggle. I think he's going to get in because numbers. But I think Philip Rivers eventually will get into the Hall of Fame. But. I mean, the ring argument hurts him because if you look at it, guys, his completion percentage is better. He has his touchdowns. He has 323. Eli has 328. But the interceptions, you know, yeah. um, if you look at the interceptions, he has 161. Eli, 220. Quarterback rating, he has the best of the bunch. And yards per play, he's right there right there with Big The argument that you'll hear is how he came up short in the playoffs. He's had some stacked teams, but it's not necessarily been his play that's been the reason his team has lost in the playoffs. I mean, he torn ACL that one year, mm-hmm. and he's kept playing. If if you just look at this team, they've been in every game. I mean, they are one-score games that they've been in mm-hmm. every single week. They just don't know how to win yet. I think that the players around him are still learning. I think this could be a team in a couple years. A year from now, maybe we're looking at a team that can take the next step. But I absolutely – I think I would go with Rivers if I had to go with one. And if you like look at Big Ben's playoff numbers, I think he has like one interception more than he has a touchdown. Right. Overall, uh, first grade. Yes, I mean, his play, and he had the lowest – he actually won a Super Bowl where he had the lowest completion percentage quarterback rating of all time for Super that's Bowl. That's exactly what I was going to bring up, that so Super Bowl game. He had, he's had the best cast of all the three. Elite defense, Tony Brown, Bell. So he's been – so where does Eli come into this? The only argument Eli has is that the two Super Bowls he won, he beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. And his play, was, his play was a big reason they won. Yeah, that, so. those two throws that he made. So I, even know. though he had good defense, I have to give Eli his props for those two Super Bowls. What's the best throw Eli made in the Super Bowl? The Mario, the Mario, Mario, Mario Manningham was, on the left sideline. That Tyree, it's, you, uh, it still works me. Well. That was a, that was luck. I'm sorry. Him escaping, that was the big. That was play. nice. Yeah. Him right. escaping, but that throw. I don't know how how that happened, but that Mario throw was that was impressive. Yeah, that was a good throw. Interesting fact, you know, I'm not that big into QB whispers, um, and Ben McAdoo is supposed to be this QB whisperer. Last year or in this year, the New York Giants, they've only scored 28 points in a game. That's the highest they've scored. Wow. The year before Tom Coughlin's last year, they scored 30 plus points seven times. All right, so tell me what about the offense. I just think Tom Coughlin, you know, if you look at like a culture change, look what he's doing in Jacksonville. You know, mm-hmm. he is the, the executive over there, the president. Um, I think it, it starts from the, from the top. 
-hmm. I don't think he gets a lot of credit for certain things um, as a head coach, but um, the guy has Belichick's numbers in Super Bowl, it seems like. Yep. And they, I think if they go back to their days as coordinators, though, Coughlin always went up against Belichick. And I always heard that as a coordinator, he, he usually got the best of them. But Bill Belichick's still the GOAT. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Not even close. <laughs> All right. One more thing. If, since we're talking about quarterbacks, which quarterback would you start a franchise with right now? Right now? Right now. This, every league. Oh man, you, it's kind of. Take any quarterback right now to start a franchise with. Start a franchise. Probably gotta say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. So I'm gonna go with the younger quarterbacks, and like I'm gonna be biased and say Dak Prescott. But okay. I'm gonna take that away. I'm not gonna be biased. But if I wanted to start one right now, it would probably be Carson Wentz. Honestly, Carson, Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz is gonna be up there. Like I said, even though I'm biased and think Dak's better than Carson. I, I just feel Aaron Rodgers, he probably has at least five, maybe six yeah. elite years of maybe arguably the greatest quarterback play ever. Right. My worry with Rodgers is kind of like, I mean, he runs around so much, and because of what the Packers are, he has to. Mm -hmm. And so I think, especially these last couple of years, their offensive line, just something always seems to go wrong with it. I almost see the Romo effect coming in with Rodgers where he's going to get one bad hit. And maybe that's it, but who knows? Maybe the next couple of years the Packers build that offensive line. That's really what they're missing. Mm -hmm. If you had one game, what quarterback are you taking? Oh, Rodgers. I mean, one game. One game. Tom Brady. I'm taking Brady. Oh, I'm taking Tom Rodgers. Brady. <laughs> if I have one game to win and I get, I a feel Rodgers is more talented, but I feel like Brady's the better situational quarterback. I, maybe it's just my nightmares, but I, I'm going with Rodgers. <laughs> There's something about the way Rodgers releases the ball that is just. He can he can do things in other quarterbacks. I mean, games, yeah, sure. I mean, the throws he can make, but it's something about Tom Brady running down the field, screaming and yelling at people. You know, it just gets just gets me pumped up. You know, I I think I'll go with Brady. If I had to start with a quarterback, I think I'd go with Wentz. Um, in my top three, I have Wentz one, then Mariota, and then Goff. Um, you know, obviously maybe a little biased with Mariota Mariota here, but if there's one thing about Marcus that, that is elite, it's his red zone. Um, play. His red zone passing ability. 33 touchdowns, zero interceptions coming this year in the red zone. Um, I think that's because he's smart, makes quick decisions, um, and is an accurate thrower down there. Um, interesting, no one said Jameis, I think. Would be. Uh, um, I like him. Honestly, I thought he was going to be better than Mariota when he came out. Me too. But uh, I'm just his accuracy issues, that's a big reason they lost to the Patriots. Right. He missed some throws where if he hits – they're big plays, and they probably because that Patriot defense he let them off the hook a lot. So personally, he has big play potential, but he just misses too much. And it's just like Romo said when he was calling the game. I mean, we're waiting for James to take this next step. Mm -hmm. Now he has all these weapons. When is he going to take the step that he's elite? Mm -hmm. Right. He's got really good weapons too. Mike Evans is definitely a top five receiver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Brandon, it's your topic of choice. Take it away. Uh, I was going to talk about JJ Watt here. I was going to ask you guys, peak-wise, out of every defensive player that ever played the game, where would you rank J.J. Watt? How many people would you put over him? Wow. I Defensive think one I mean, of the only ones is Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, definitely. Thank you. Reggie White. Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White. Uh, I mean, Dion's kind of on the cusp. You know what I mean? But maybe he Ronnie a lot Watt, of with maybe. special teams, you know. He's, got, he's, he's up there in the top with them. Peak-wise, top ten. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, He's it, had three three seasons that were 
all-time great. And I mean, in terms of his size and athleticism, the combination, I mean, he's the, the freak the freak of the NFL. Yeah. I mean, his first five years, he didn't miss a game, and he won three defensive player year awards. And now, sadly, the last two, he's basically missed the whole year, which is going to probably stop him from reaching LT, Reggie White status, but peak-wise, he's definitely up there. And if you look at the position he plays, playing the D in a 3-4, I think that's also more impressive because tra traditionally your pass rushers are your outside edge rushers. Mm -hmm. and, and yes, he does, he does line up at the edge sometimes, but traditionally he's, he's playing that, that D in and the 3-4, which, yeah. is, which is super impressive. he can impressive. play every position on there. Yeah, I think, it, I think this could be like the biggest spoiler is not seeing these next two guys that we're going to talk about play um, completely healthy throughout um, a nice length of their career. J.J. Um, Watt, I mean, I was kind of concerned after the back surgeries. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's something that once your back starts going out, I think at that position, it's just going to start taking your toll on other parts of the body. And, I mean, mm -hmm. if you look at the injury, it was pretty much non-contact. You know, it's just yeah. kind of something happened, made a move. and um, Now he might not have his explosion when he comes back. And then you look at that defense, Watt's out. Now Merciless is gone for the year. Um, I, I think that defense is going to be hard-pressed to get. Yeah, they were already not looking as good as last year. Right. Absolutely. Losing AJ was noticeable in that secondary. Absolutely. So, your next topic? Odell Beckham. I was going to ask you guys. You think he should be the highest-paid player in the league? The highest-paid player in the league. That's what he wants to be. I know Von, Von Miller came out and said he should be the highest-paid player in the league, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say no. He shouldn't be the highest-paid player in the league. I just think quarterbacks are more valuable than wide receivers. Should he be the highest-paid wide receiver in the league? Absolutely. No doubt about it. His impact as a wide receiver, I just um, – if you think about financially, from a team standpoint, I mean, can you give $24, $25 million a year to a wide receiver? I just – Yeah, from my perspective, I see your point, but I feel like the Giants' position, they got to pay him. They got to pay him what he wants. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't pay him that much. I mean, that's just me because the way I look at it is the guy has some behavioral issues. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what if he gets suspended for, you know, throwing a helmet on the field? You know, what, what happens then? I mean, you know, you lose your investment for X amount of games. And, you know, he's had some injuries here this year. And, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't pay him as much as a quarterback. I just wouldn't. My I argument, receiver, yes, though. Why doesn't Antonio Brown get the same treatment as Odell Beckham, Beckham when when he throws a fit? Yeah, you know that's like, true. I mean, I that. I, I oh, guess Antonio it's, Brown actually shoved his coach away. Right, shoved his coach away. Um, just had a complete meltdown on the sideline. Pretty much called out his quarterback. If Odell does that in New York, the media is not letting him go. Right. I mean, it's, Odell always has his teammates back. It's a topic for the whole week. Where Brown throws him under the bus, especially when, like, he got after the playoff win last right. year. He goes on Facebook Live all about himself. Odell does that, and next thing you know, he's selfish. You know, he yeah. goes he goes down on an off day down to Florida, you know, takes pictures. He's selfish. He doesn't care about his teammates, you mm -hmm. know. I just think I just think Odell gets a bad rap sometimes for some of his antics. New York media for sure, but still that's another reason why i feel like they got to pay him because he's arguably the biggest superstar in the league between him tom brady aaron Rodgers, those are probably the zacks up there as well those are probably like the biggest faces in the league Watt, grant he's definitely up there with them there's one way you can pay odell and that's you got to draft a quarterback this <laughs> upcoming year yeah and yeah. get eli manning's contract that's another thing you think if you're paying a rookie contract on a quarterback 
I have no problem making Odell the highest paid player in the league. But, you know, when you have two big contracts from one year quarterback and the other one a wide receiver, I think it's difficult. Kind of what Seattle did with Russell Wilson. You know, they won mm -hmm. their Super Bowl with only on his rookie deal. Uh, and the price is relatively cheap. And once they had to start paying players, they're... And let's not forget how much they invested in that defense last year with Janoris Jenkins, Olivier Vernon, Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah. I mean, a lot of money. Absolutely. All right, DJ, your topic. Uh, and I just wanted to talk about like the playoff picture so far and specifically the teams that have kind of surprised me. I know we're still early. We're just past the quarter of the season. But I could not have even thought the Jets would even win three games this year. And here they are, three and two, tied with the Bills and the Patriots, like in that division. As of right now, in the AFC, the wild card matchups would be Jets, Jags, Broncos, Steelers, with the Chiefs and Bills getting a, the bye. Unreal. Wow. Uh, unreal right now. And now, granted, we're going into week six. We've only played five games. Who would have? People were thinking the Jets were tanking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. And now they're. In the wild card round, this is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, if As I look at the playoff picture, you know, there's a lot of teams that stick out that, you know, aren't in right now. New England's not in. You know, New England's outside the playoff picture right now. Um, as we keep looking at it, you know, obviously I think the Giants are a big shock. And then Dallas sitting at two and three outside the playoffs. I just think it comes to show that I think every team – as we were talking about, except the Chiefs are flawed in some yeah, major ways. The Chiefs way. are the yeah. only team that look that look I guess we'd say the Eagles as well, but the Chiefs are really the only team that actually look Super Bowl Super yeah, Bowl worthy. Every think, other team their flaws are just they're they're pretty big. Right. And I I really thought the Chiefs were one one more piece away, even when Kareem Hunt was playing really well. I still thought they were one piece away because you know, their receiving core, I mean, they have Kelsey, but, you know, the only receiver they really have is Hill. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Conley's kind of like, he's a good player, but you put him on another team, he's a third or, third or fourth option. Right. When you look at that team, you're like, who scares you at the wide receiver position? You know, mm -hmm. you think they lack explosiveness. Right, and they're all, I think Kelsey leads the league. I honestly think Kelsey's the best tight end in the league, and that's coming from Patriots Gronk guy, but I think he's, I think he's took that spot. If Gronk's healthy... He, he gets Ooh, it. I mean, no way. Gronk and healthy, Gronk and healthy just don't go I, together. They don't. You know, I mean, if Gronk's healthy, yeah, I might lean Gronk, but I mean, even still, the um, Chiefs do more creative things they, with Kelsey. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the shuffle passes, stuff like that. Gronk is used as a blocker a lot, which he's a better blocker. But I feel like the Chiefs they use Travis better than. Bill does Gronk, honestly. You know, my thing about Gronk is I, I've never seen the guy fall gracefully. You know, like, if you think about it. Like, like Derrick Rose in basketball. Right, like, Derrick yeah, Rose. absolutely. When you watch Gronk play, every time he gets hit, it just looks weird, you mm -hmm. know? He's falling to the ground, ground at weird angles, um, contorting his body in weird ways, and I, maybe it's just the way he plays the games um, with so much aggressiveness and yeah. using his body that way, but I feel like sometimes he could um, – just fall a little easier. You know, Travis Kelsey just seems more, like, athletic, I guess graceful. I would say. Yeah, yeah. graceful. Yeah. Travis Kelsey just seems more athletic, kind of built more like a traditional receiver tight end, whereas Gronk mm -hmm. is just like this robot that's kind of, like, built in a lab somewhere, it seems like, with yeah, his like bionic arm. offensive version of J.J. Watt. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. I don't know if I can sit here and say I would rather have a, a help um, – 
Kelsey over a healthy Gronk. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing you gotta say healthy. Healthy Gronk's oh, right. healthy. Well, you know, it comes down to it, you know, the biggest ability that people can have is availability. And that's know? what he has. Right. My argument, you know, I love Marcus Mariota, and we talked about this earlier. I love Marcus, but my argument is, you know, three years in a row now, we're missing football games. Uh-huh. And now I gotta watch Matt Castle play quarterback. And I just don't wanna do that anymore. He's right. not no, good. You don't. I can tell you from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> He is. Hey, I, we, I actually got the good version of him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, eleven and five. Eleven and five. Yeah, record. and they're, they're talking about him on last week on the telecast. They're like Matt Castle, former Pro Bowler. I'm like, okay, let, let's <laughs> let's think about this. Right? Pump, the <laughs> Pump the brakes on the whole Pro Bowler thing. All right, you know, as we continue looking at the, the NFL playoff uh, picture right now, do you, what do you see changing? These obviously, I think we all three agree. Jets aren't gonna. No, continue no, this no. like they they don't have the talent to keep winning football games i mean uh, i think the jaguars have a chance to, to rein that division it's in. tough it's it's honestly tough um i like to say i'd like to say i'd like to see the patriots actually do something but with that defense it's hard to trust them yeah just, the only thing that's consistent right now is brady's play everything else and he's getting destroyed by yeah. the offensive line is letting him down Defense is not playing well, so. Is this week the the Pats' first division game? Versus Jets, yeah. Okay, so first division game. So I, I think they'll be fine. You know, like if you think about it, you have six division games: two against Jets, mm-hmm. two against the Bills, two against Dolphins. I mean, yes, the Bills are playing really good right now, but at the end, I think they could steal a game in Buffalo. They tend to play them really tough up there, but I, th- I think New England's going to be fine. Um, I'm not on the emergency bandwagon on the Titans yet. Yeah, I feel like the South's wide open. The, I, the South is wide open. That, that's why I think you know Blake Bortles' quarterback team might win it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, how you guys feel about Watson perfect. in Texas? My concern right now is this week. You know, Titans, Colts, both sitting at two and three. Mm-hmm. If the Colts win this game, and we're looking at a possible Andrew Luck return. Who's to say that team can't win the division? Yeah. You know, if they stay afloat and they're three and three and three, four yeah. and three, three and four when he gets back, mm-hmm. I think that team's looking at a potential. And you know, maybe their GM knows those more than I do because I was sitting here calling. If I've been the Colts win this and they get IR. luck and he can stay healthy, I might have to pick them to win that division. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, yeah. they might be the team to beat in the division. Um, which, therefore, if the Titans don't win the division this year, I, I'm. I know Mike Malarkey only got a three-year deal. He has uh, this is year two. He would go into a lame duck year next year. I think you have to look and go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, that team's too yeah. talented at this point. I agree completely. There's too much talent on this team for to not um, win the division at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Mike Malarkey doesn't put Marcus Mariota in the best situations at times to be successful. Um, so I think that's something we could look into down the road. You know, we're in the Dayton area. Let's talk real quick about the Bengals. That's actually, I actually have a bold prediction about them. Do you want to, do you want, we'll wait for that then. Okay. We'll, we'll wait for the All Bengals. Right. Surprised in the way they're playing, shocked. This team is talent. I mean, there's a lot of talent on this team that. I am a little surprised. Yeah. I mean, I don't really agree with them doing the carousel at running back. I'm the kind of guy, I mean, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, you know, Murray and Zeke. So I, I want a bell cow. You know, I don't want to have Mixon in for two plays. And, oh, let's have Bernard in. Let's have Hill in. Like, mm-hmm. find a guy. I mean, I know Bernard can be kind of like your scat back third down guy. But Mixon's the guy making the plays for him. Yeah, too. like, just 
you know, let's let's find a bell cow we can give the ball 15, 20 times a game. And I think that's what the Bengals should do. And I think that would help Dalton out, too. It would be more familiarity, you know, something more consistent that, you know, he can kind of – he can hand the ball off more and not have to throw so much. I mean, you know, his big problem is, you know, he's having some inaccuracies outside of A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. Even then, though, like, don't you feel like Zeke is better when he when the Cowboys – Give him the ball, give him some touches, give him to a rhythm. Don't you feel like he's better that way? Yeah, yeah, and he's a he's a finesse runner, and I think Mixon can be that finesse runner for the Bengals. You know, you know he might have only twenty yards in the first ten carries, but those last five carries he might bust off a forty yard run. That's my favorite thing about the way Demarco Murray runs. I think Zeke is similar in that way. You know, they just kind of wear you down. You know, tackling them over and over and over again. You know, it just kind of exhausts you. By I got the a stat again. on the Bengals. Let's hear it. They have only allowed a thousand. 314 yards this year, which is the fewest for the first five games of the season since 1976. That's how well their defense wow. is playing. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. That that is that is quite impressive. So they're going to be in every game, and then right. really, if you look at the AFC North right now, you know, Cleveland bottom feeder. Baltimore's not playing very well. Although they they did go down and beat Oakland, but without their starting quarterback last week, right. um, and then Pittsburgh last week. So I mean, maybe we jumped off the Bengals. Maybe and they're a only too soon. they're only one game back. Too. Right, maybe two and three. I think the Steelers two and Ravens three are three and two. two. Yeah, and the nice thing is, you know. Um, Early in the season, offensive line play is going to be bad in general just because of the lack of practice time. As teams get more um, familiar with each other, you know, more reps together, I think offensive line in general has improved, um, which I think the Bengals will eventually get better. Then, I mean, I've always thought Andy Dalton's a big quarterback. I don't Mm -hmm. think – I think he's benefited from a lot of skilled position players around him. Maybe that team can take a step, you know, compete to win the division this year. Um, I still think Pittsburgh's – the runaway favorite to win the division. And that, real quick, brings me to something. If you look at Dallas and Tennessee, they're built extremely similar. Yeah, yeah. their offensive lines for, yeah, they probably have the two of the, they definitely have two of the best offensive lines in the league. The only difference is the Titans' defense, I think, is put together a little better. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. You know, the Titans' front seven is a strength of the defense, but um, the talent with the secondary now is still, I don't, I think there's talent. They just can't put it together right now. Maybe it's because it's such a new unit. You know, um, Jonathan Cyprian has only played a half because he had his hamstring, and they're looking at him come back after the bye. Logan Ryan's playing pretty well now, but, I mean, he's the veteran, and opposite of him is Adoree Jackson and Bryce McCain, and I feel like young, he's having to support a lot of young area on yeah. the, and inexperience. And I just think, you know, secondary, there's, there needs to be a lot more communication in it. I think he was probably so inept to that in New England, being able to communicate effectively that this is kind of a, a learning curve for the whole the whole organization in the secondary. Yeah, Evan McCourty was the guy that really communicated for New England. Now Logan right. Ryan has to take on that role. Right, absolutely. So Titans. he's he's taking on a new communication role. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I look at when I look at the, the Titans and the Cowboys, I think they're built very similarly. Um, obviously, Dallas's offense is much more explosive. Um, but, you know, still, at the end of the day, the, game, the threats are the same. Do you still see Dallas winning the division? Winning the division? I don't think so. I think, like, and what happened last year, the Eagles, they had a very similar start. They started off real hot. But I, I think this year the Eagles are going to continue legit. it. They, they look legit and this year. I think that the biggest thing that happened to them, they got weapons. And they're not good, particularly great weapons. But Jeffrey and Torrey Smith being on the outside 
has allowed Nelson Aguilar to find his spot mm-hmm. in the slot. Yeah, and that and then great their third. tight ends emerge as well. He's Ertz and Burton. Ertz is, one, is looking like one of the best tight ends in the league. I know. Unfortunately, I traded him last week in fantasy football. <laughs> I was <laughs> two I'm, touchdowns I'm, last night. Oh, I had Charles Clay, I had Jared Cook, and I was just like, okay, I can. I need a running back, so I went out and got me. I got a running back, and then next thing you know, Ertz. Puts up. I actually played him this week. Puts up two touchdowns against me, so uh, a little bummed about that. I still think Titans should win the division. Um, I'm not jumping off that yet. Um, I still think New England's going to be perfectly fine at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I think. I still think they're the favorite to win the AFC. Personally, I wouldn't jump off this bit, although the defense is concerning. I but feel like I got to go with the Chiefs as the favorites now, but. I, the Pats should at least get to the AFC title game, I would hope. Right, oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, if I look at Belichick and Patricia, if I look at the record, I, I trust them enough to kind of figure it out mm-hmm. at this point um, to solve that issue. Um, the Denver Broncos, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to play a quick game. All right, this is kind of putting you guys on the spot. Better chance to have a big game this week. Big Ben and Antonio Brown or Alex Smith and Tyreek Hill. Better mm. chance to have a better game this week. They play. They, well, the teams play each other. I got. I think Smith's going to outplay Big Ben. Okay. I feel. I can't bet against. I can't bet Hill over Brown. Even with Marcus Peters on him. No, nah, I feel like Brown's going to put his. Brown had his numbers last week. Right. Even even though the offense looked like shit. Right. Brown has numbers. So, I mean, I feel like Brown's still going to have his numbers. Yeah. Regardless. Okay. But Alex Smith, I feel like he's going to outplay Big Ben. He's going to continue his MVP level play. I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a better game than Antonio Brown. But Ooh. it'll be the combination of he's going to have six or seven catches, but he also might take a take a kick or punt to yeah. the touchdown. Yeah. So he might have a better in, in, bigger impact on the team. Right. And that's not saying Brown because you know, they, they have him return punts sometimes too. But I just, I mean, with Marcus, I think Marcus Peters is going to be shadowing Antonio Brown. And I think that Brown might, you know, he might not have a, as big a game. I feel like the Steelers' day, for them to have success, Bell has to be the best player, not Brown, personally. Yeah. Second question. More likely to throw for 400 yards this weekend, Matt Stafford or Drew Brees? Mm, I got to say Drew Brees. Drew Brees? This is the Lions. Stafford's numbers have not looked too good the last couple weeks and Drew Brees he's always going to get that 300 yard game it seems what do you guys think about Drew Brees this year real quick he's been alright 69% completions his numbers look better than sometimes how than the offense looks okay I, you yeah, can make I mean, that argument he's the defense is so not good and he's always playing in garbage time to come back to come back to come back to come back so 8 touchdowns 0 interceptions like the I, numbers look good but I feel like I don't know. I feel like some of those numbers have been gained when defenses, the opposite defense, have been playing prevent because the game's already out of reach, which is kind of on his defense as well. Right. Yeah, the Saints are still missing the defense. The way the NFC South is playing out, do you see – do you think Atlanta wins this division? I feel like they're the most talented, for sure. Right. Yeah, definitely Atlanta. I don't think Tampa Bay, back on Jamison, I don't think he made the step he needed to to take that team to the next level. All right, this this question may be a pretty easy one, but I just threw it in here. Browns, Giants, or 49ers, who's more likely to be the last team without a win? That's actually tougher than you think. I mean, think about it. Because the Giants are missing some key guys. Right, the Giants' offense is gone. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, I mean, they can't. They couldn't run the ball to begin the year, 
And now they, they lost their two best wide receivers. How are they going to move the ball? And some of their key guys on defense are hurt, too. That's actually tougher than uh, I want to say Browns. They're so bad, but yeah. As much as I want to say the Giants, the Giants still have a, a pretty elite defense, and mm-hmm. I, I'll go with the Browns. I think I'd agree with the Browns as well. The 49ers just seem to compete. They the play hard. Are been, they uh, they're in. They're in. Their, they're in games. Yeah. They're just not winning. They play hard. They're going to be in the QB sweepstakes at the end of the year. They're going to. They're yeah. going to find themselves a new QB. All right. I have a couple games we're going to pick against spread. First off. How are the Bears plus six and a half points at the Ravens? Now, I get the Ravens are home home favorite here, but this Chicago team has talent. You know, if you look at the defense, the defense competes. You know, they're, they're top ten in the league in sacks right now. Secondary is pretty good. They can run the football. You know, I look at, the, I look at this Bears team, and I don't think they're going to win the game, but getting – Six and a half points. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of points. I can't. I can't. I don't think the Ravens can cover that. I, th- I think book it. Bears plus six and a half. I I agree completely. I think I think the Bears, even though their best receiver is a running back named Cohen, <laughs> but I mean I like Jordan Howard and I like Mitch Trubisky. I mean I wasn't really sold on him coming into the draft, but watching him in preseason, I mean you know he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad quarterback. I think he can be. They're just gonna have to get their weapons up yeah. on the outside and help him out. Yeah, I mean, they've had some really bad luck. I mean, Kevin White. I mean, we haven't even seen him play football yet. Yeah, I mean, it's just some crazy injuries. I don't. I think he might, his career just may be over. Um, the Bears in general, like traditionally, they don't have a lot of wide receiver threats. You know, I think you know mm-hmm. it's always been special teams. You know, Devin Hester returning punts. Um, but I, I like I like Trubisky. I think he's extremely talented. Moving forward, though, if I look. At one game that sticks out that I wouldn't even touch, the, the Titans are minus six and a half points right now. Minus six and a half points. If you look at this team, the last time they played a division team, two weeks ago, 57-14. How, how are the Titans favored this much knowing that Marcus Mariota not, might not, not be playing play. quarterback? Did anyone watch Matt Castle play quarterback last weekend? And the Colts are actually playing teams tough. Right. You know what? You can make an argument. Jacoby Brissett is really talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yeah. can make every throw on the field. That Seahawks game ended guy. up being a blowout, but it was actually pretty competitive for a right, yeah. decent amount of the game. Absolutely. All right, one more. Next game I would bet, um, if I was looking at it, Rams at Jags. Jags are um, – the Rams are getting two and a half points on the road in Jacksonville. I like the way this Rams team is constructed. Um, the offense is explosive now. I like that they're using Tavon Austin as kind of a um, uh, Swiss Army knife on offense. Percy Harvin kind of Right, guy. yeah. I mean, he's not your number one guy, which he shouldn't be. You know, they have Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins on the outside. Um, Goff has some threats now. I, I like the way this Rams team is, is constructed. They have the best defensive player in football, Aaron Donald. Oh, definitely. Um, anchoring that D-line. Um, Tremaine Johnson still making plays. And I like the Rams plus two and a half. Yeah, I agree. I can see that. Next one. Um, Giants at Broncos. Giants are getting 12 points on the road against that offense with their defense. I think the Giants are, go- are going to compete this weekend. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think I think they might lose 21-14, 
Um, you think they're going to score 14 points? I think they might score 14 points. I feel like they're going to struggle you think, more. You think they're going to struggle? I feel like this is a this could be, you know, they've heard all week. Even you know, when Odell's out, every game they've had their Odell's been out, the offense is just just went they went bad. Let me revise my prediction then. How about this? How's this work? 21 to 10. I can see that. I still I still cuz I still get 12 points and they still I still cover, so I, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the Broncos, they're they probably won't be able to run the ball against the Giants. I mean, Snacks Harrison yeah. is a monster inside. I just think it's a close game because I don't like the Broncos' offense that much. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah, I agree with you. I just don't think. I just look at that team and I just don't think it's constructed. Well, the thing is, their defense is able to score points. Right. Yeah. And with Eli throwing picks, possibly. Yeah. And, and you know, they're definitely going to have to find a different receiver to make plays outside of. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's AJ Derby. All right, AJ Derby. Just kidding. That guy's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bold predictions going into Week Six. Here's mine. Saints and Lions combined for 900 yards of total offense. 900 yards of total offense for the Saints and Lions mm-hmm. this weekend. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Matt Stafford and Drew Brees are going to go at it all game long. I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. Um, But I think the Saints and Lions combined for 900 yards of offense this weekend. Hmm. My bold prediction is the Bengals will win their division as long as their key players stay healthy, meaning Dalton, Mixon, A.J., Geo, Dunlap, and Lawson, and Burfitt. If they stay healthy, I think they're going to win the division, honestly. So that you're sold. You're sold on Andy Dalton. I'm, you're buying on Andy Dalton right now. I'm, uh, man, that's the scary part, Dalton. This is recording part. right now. But I, I'm I'm sold on their defense. You're, okay, you're I'm sold, sold on, on their defense. So you're, I feel like Dalton can make enough plays with the new offensive coach that they can win that division. So he's a big quarterback who can make enough plays to win the division. Yeah, I know this is risky. Okay, that's this is a, risky. That's why it's a bold prediction. What do you think they win the division at? 10-6? 11 and five. Nine and seven, maybe. Not, so, so you think the, the I feel Steelers, like the Steelers are going to be around there as really? well. Really? Okay. I'm, I really am not sold on them turning it around like that. I've not been impressed by them at all. Honestly. All right. I mean, you can make the argument that the Steelers' record could be a lot worse than it is right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And their schedule to this point has been relatively weak. Yes. They really haven't played anyone. So um, it's interesting to see how they compete this week. But typically, a Mike Tomlin team, you know, they traditionally play up when they play a team of talent. Teams, and then right. when they play down against They still got some really good teams left on that schedule to play. Right. My bold prediction is Roethlisberger reba- does not rebound and has a three interception game this week. Yeah, I don't I'm I'm hundred percent sold on Ben Roethlisberger being a big reason this team doesn't win the division. Honestly, that's that's what I'm rolling with. So are we looking at the possibility of how many teams are gonna be looking for a quarterback next year? Let's let's the Steelers drafted Dobbs, but he looked pretty bad in preseason. Yeah, I was actually shocked at that. I really like Dobbs coming out. Last year I went to the Tennessee Florida game. I don't see Dobbs as a as an NFL quarterback. I just don't. I, that, that's just my opinion. I don't see him as a guy who can who can make all the throws. And I know that's just my opinion on Dobbs. I don't. I don't. I'm not that sold on him. I think you know. If you're a team, you need to position yourself this year if you don't have a quarterback to go get one in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, many names. I think there are there are a lot of names. And granted, not all of them are going to hit. And I think the scary part about quarterbacks is because a couple years ago, we got a draft where we had Christian Ponder, Jake Locker, and Blaine Gabbert all go like 8, 9, 10 in a row. And a lot and of them were looked at as 
uh, some really good prospects. Especially right. Jake Locker. Yeah, I mean, you look at Jake Locker. I mean, the year before, they said he was going to be the first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy comes in, can, keeps getting injured, injured, injured over and over again. Um, then he retires at the age of, like, 26. Yeah. Um, and I haven't heard from him since. Um so I think that's the scary part about drafting a quarterback right now. But, I mean, let's go through the teams who, who could use a quarterback at the end of this year if there's Obvious. either um, retires or right now. Obviously the Jets. Jets. Um, I think you always have to throw the Niners. Browns on this list. Yeah, the did, you could, when it comes to quarterbacks, just throw the Browns at the, at the wall and just hopefully it sticks. But the thing is, for the Browns, I, what kind of irks me is people say they miss on quarterbacks, which they do, but, like, the quarterbacks they, they passed on recently, Wentz, Prescott, Watson, whatever you want to say, who's to say they're going to be the quarterbacks they are on that team? I think only – Because that situation's pretty bad. I think of not, those Unless three, you're Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to do much with those kind of – that roster. Of those three quarterbacks, like Dak, Watson, Wentz, only one of them could – somewhat compete in Cleveland, and that's Wentz. Yeah. And here's the only reason why. At Cleveland's cold. You know, it's windy. I think you need a, a big quarterback with a big arm in Cleveland. I think Wentz is the only one who can do that, personally. I think I think Watson has a an average arm, and I think Dak has an average arm, to be honest with you. I think what separates them is I think Dak, um, I think when it comes to just being able to like sit down, develop or analyze film, I think Dak is way better at, at them than that mm-hmm. at that aspect of the game. But I think I think Wentz is the only one who could who could have been good. In but Cleveland. if you just look at the roster between all the young quarterbacks that are flourishing right now, Goff, right, look, they have a lot of talent around them. There's no talent for the Browns. So. Right, and that's the argument of why are they benching Kaiser this weekend? Uh huh. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I mean, the only thing I would think of is you don't want to kill his confidence, like get, mm-hmm. by getting killed on the field. But uh, you know, I, I always stick with like I want to play my young quarterback as much as I can. And like to bring up Eli Manning, uh, you know, like they wanted to put Kurt Warner back in the game, yeah, like play. And Kurt's like, no, let him play this whole season, let him learn. And that's what I think you should do. So I, I don't know. right, the most authentic way to to learn to do something is to actually just practice it. You know. Get used to the speed of the play. I think, um, I think that's what they should do with Kaiser. Um, if they, if you truly think he's your franchise guy, mm-hmm. I don't know. But now I think they're setting themselves up to look at one of these three guys coming out. You know, they're zero and five at this point. You know, you're telling me if you're Cleveland and you're sitting there and Josh Rosen's on the board or Sam Darnold, you're not going to take him. I think, I think you, I think they do. To yeah. be honest, I agree. I mean, there's some other teams that could be in the in the hunt for a quarterback. I mean, if big if Big Ben retires, which he looks like he's going which to, which he may. I mean, he's talking about it last year, mm-hmm. right? I think if the Giants, if they have a top three pick, why would you consider spending a pick on a quarterback? I kind of want to see Barkley on that team, but yeah, quarterback Eli's what 36, 37, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, He's up there. They could always trade back to and get one of those later round guys too. I mean, the argument is if you take Saquon Barkley, if you're if you if you're New York, that team is has a lot of talent on it anyways. If you have Brandon Marshall and plus the best wide receiver in football, if you have Odell coming back, I mean, then you have a maybe you can make the argument Eli has a, now a run game that he can depend on. Mm-hmm. They um, don't have a run game. Yeah, they don't have a run game. It's they all they might also just look for offensive line help because yeah. Eric Flowers is. They shouldn't even be in the league. They have <laughs> no, offensive, their offensive line is terrible. So even if they were to draft a quarterback behind that offensive line, they're not going to 
Even with Odell, it's gonna you're gonna get destroyed. You need to put some money in that offensive line. Absolutely. All right, here we go. We're gonna finish up with favorite team picks. Cowboys have a bye this week, so if there's any game you want to pick, DJ, you can take it away. Uh, I'll be looking most forward to the Steelers Chiefs. I just want to see, you know, you know, the Steelers have a good offense and put up a lot of points. Can Alex Smith once again defy defy all odds and hang with an elite <laughs> offense? Alex Smith, I real quick, I think. You know, coming out, first round pick, first pick in the draft, um, in the same draft as Aaron Rodgers. You know, obviously he's nowhere close to Aaron Rodgers, but it's nice to see him find someone like Andy Reid, even if it's just for this last year, it's his last two raw. It's nice to see him, like, succeed in the league. I th- Andy Reid's a, a great coach. I mean, if you, just look at Andy Reid's coaching tree. They were talking about it last night. Yeah, it is it is it's incredible. Better, it's way better than Belichick. He, he, is the best, better. he is the best quarterback, or sorry, the best coach who has never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, he's, he's probably up there. He definitely has not got his credit. All right, Brandon. Favorite team picks? I got the Pats, 24, the Jets, 17. It's just I need to see something from the Pats. They need 10-day break, 10 days off to prepare. Their Gronk's coming back. They should just they should win this game. All right, here's my pick for the Titans-Colts Monday Night Football matchup. This is subject to change. Subject to change if Matt Castle plays quarterback on Monday. I'm, this is this is the prediction because I I think Mariota will play. I hope Mariota plays. Um, I'm just gonna come out and say it. If Castle plays, Titans lose this game. There's no way. I don't see them win. I don't see them score enough points. Um, Matt, Matt Castle doesn't scare anyone as a throwing threat. Um, but with that being said, Mariota plays. Titans 20, Colts 16. All right. Thanks for joining us on the Last Burn podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at the Last Burn, and you can please subscribe to us. Give us a rating on on iTunes at the Last Burn.